0: Hello, Fantasy Disc Golf fans, and welcome to Chill Disc Days, a sports ethos presentation. I am your host, Matthew Williams, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams and Instagram at Chill Disc Days, and I would like to officially welcome you to episode number 25 of Chill Disc Days, and on today's show, we have the Open at Austin Review, exciting weekend of disc golf at a new course, the Harvey Pinnock course, and uh, took took some uh, getting used to for the players. I know that first day was really windy, um, definitely threw off, I think, the, the uh, expectations, I guess, the game plan, just getting used to the course on a windy day was tough, but I think uh, people came around the last two days with the conditions getting better. But exciting finish. You saw Paige Pierce snag her her first win since the European Open and uh, was super happy for her. She seemed like she was in a great place, calm, cool, and collected. And just playing um, one shot at a time, just playing some good golf. And then on the other end, from the chase card again, you had Mr. Ice Cold Gannon Burr getting his first Elite Series win. Uh, Already knocked down a major and a silver, but this was his first elite series. So um, really, really exciting week in a disc golf, getting to get familiar with a new course. And, um, you know, it was it was I had no problem with it Um, for sure. I you know, they'll probably have to do some reevaluating and and make some tweaks for sure. But it felt different. And um, we're just going to get into some of the fantasy takeaways um, get a little bit into the results, some fantasy takeaways from this event. Um, I'm just going to go, just read through the, like the top 10 on the MPO. You had Ganon Byrne number one, Simon Lazat finishing second, James Proctor and Calvin Heinberg tied third. James Proctor continuing his amazing, amazing run so far. Uh, Austin Turner popping up to fifth. You had Mason Ford, Ezra Aderhold, Eagle McMahon, and Vino. Coming in for sixth, and then rounding out your top ten, you had Kyle Klein, Corey Ellis, Una Heinenen, and Paul McBeth tied for tenth, and then Mason Marchbanks making a real, real showing. Uh, he was he was at the top of the leaderboard for a while, ended up finishing fourteenth with Cole Rodolin for this one, who was also right there at the end. Um, and then on the FPS side, you had Paige Pierce getting the win, Katrina Allen making a huge huge comeback after day one um day one she got a 69 which i believe was plus seven and then and then the next two she got a 56 which was six down and then 58 which was four down yeah to finish three down for the event coming in second so Tough first day for Katrina, but was able to bounce back. Uh, Jessica Weiss, the Swiss Army Knife, uh, showing off her, dude, her blend of forehand and backhand throughout this event. Um, coming in with a third-place finish tied with Missy Gannon, Hallen and Handley, and Kristen Tatar finishing outside the podium for first time in a minute. Um, tied for fifth with Hallen and Handley. And then Evelina Getting back into the top 10. uh, Tied 7th with Ella Hansen. Then you had Sayananda and Henna Blomroos tied at ninth. You had Kat Merch at 11th. Caroline Henderson coming in at 12th. Uh, You had Vanessa Van Dyken get into the 13th. Then Maria Oliva 14th to own Scoggins 15th to round out your FPO. So really just, uh, I mean, looking at some of the picks That we made last week. Uh, GT Hancock was one that I thought could have been a sleeper. He ended up 97th. But Vino was one that we targeted. um, You know, placement shots, overall game. He ended up 6th. So Vino ended up being uh, a real nice pick. Um, Tim Barham ended up 41st. So, you know, that wasn't not bad. It's above the average waiver placement value. Um, he was tied with uh, he was tied with Matty O, Garrett Gerthy, Andrew Presnell, Parker Welk, who's another guy we kind of targeted. He's been on a nice run, and then Double G, uh, Silas Schultz is another guy who I've seen uh, pop up. I've seen his Instagram. He he got 24th at Waco, and f- what 41st here? Um, you know he got 14th at the Green Mountain Championship last year. He seems like a real athletic guy, like 33rd at Worlds last year. Um Silas Schultz, I think, is a name I'm gonna keep an eye on in terms of streaming. Uh he seems like a real athletic dude. But yeah, tied up there with Parker Welk as well. Um so Tim Barham, Parker Welk, Silas Schultz, maybe some like underhelded guys that were able to finish top 50. And then a guy that uh you know I've definitely seen with Lone Star recently, but who really made a name for himself I think at this event got a lot of attention was Freddie Mesa. Um, Real built dude. Sounds like he kind of like Caroline, just sold his house and and really committing to disc golf full time. Um, He finished thirty fourth, and I know he was up there after the second day. um, Slipped a bit, but. that's going to be a name to keep an eye on for sure long term is is Freddie I like it seems like a a very strong work ethic and um, strong physical build for sure Um, So I like him long term I don't know much about Mason Marchbanks he's from the Texas area so potentially this could be a one off event he got 80th at Waco and really only played one elite series last year, which was 99th at Waco. So um, Mason Marchbanks had a huge event here. Uh, I wouldn't do anything with it. I, I'm going to consider it probably like a one-off. But he does have, let's see, he's going to be at Texas States. He's going to be at Music City Open. Um, he does have more events coming up this year. So, he could be a name to keep an eye on. Uh, it's Mason Marchbanks, depending on how, how deep your league is. But I didn't really see too much of his game uh, at this one. So, But I know I, uh, Philo <laughs> was talking about him. So he he will be a name to keep an eye on. But one that I definitely want to touch on is Una See He had 14th at the European Open. Last year, third at the PCS Sula Open, 19th at USDGC. Uh, Yuna has Texas States coming up, Music City Open. This was his first event, and he what placed top 10. So, um, I think Yuna, it looks like his schedule he's gonna be he's got Texas States, Music City, the Blue Ridge Championship, Champions Cup Major. All the way up until it looks like the end of May, there's a silver event, the Cascade Challenge, and then it looks like he's going to be going to Europe for some of the European swings. So, I think Yuna, if you have room for him, you should pick him up, and then probably after that silver event, stash him in IR. And, and save him for PCS Sula, and the European Open. Definitely a guy I'm looking at to to uh, pick up and stash. You know, I'm honestly thinking about dropping Paul Uliberry for Yuna. And then I did end up I did up getting Anakin Sten in in that in my industry league. Um, I dropped. Let's see, Christian Kuoksa. I moved him from my IR. I dropped him. I think I should, I can probably target him, depending on what my roster is looking like around the European swing. So I might be able to target him before then. But Anakin, I wanted to, I wanted to snag and sit on. So um, I might drop Yula Berry and pick up Yuna for that European stretch. Maybe switch her out for Anakin on IR after the silver or whatnot. So yeah, definitely looking at like Yuna will be a, I think Yuna is a really nice target to draft or pick up right now and then stash for the european swing after at the end of may after the cascade challenge so for sure he is a waiver target i would uh be highly prioritizing this week when we're looking at waiver ads uh vino i don't know if he's gonna be on waivers but he's kind of the same, same situation. After the Cascade Challenge, he's going to be going to Europe um, for some of the European swings. So, if he is available, I for sure would consider picking up Vino and stashing him for the European swing. Dude, James Proctor is continuing a really crazy run. You could almost consider him a sell high. But he has... He's, got, he's scheduled through the Preserve, and then he, which is at the end of June. And then he is going to be at PCS Sula in European. So honestly, James Proctor, dude, you uh, pat yourself on the back if you drafted James Proctor. I for sure slept on him a bit, and uh, he's been crushing it. 14th at LVC, 10th at Waco, and then 3rd here. Uh, I think when I looked at my – I just uh, – check out my Twitter – on or Instagram, but yeah, James Proctor, he's a top 10 fantasy player right now. On the scaling points system with waiver placement FPO weight, he's top 10. On the average place rankings, he's 12th with an average finish of 9th right now, above Paul McBeth, who's played every event. With the scaling points system, he's fourth. He is fourth. So James Proctor, dude, uh, depending on what system, I mean, you're talking about a top 15 player in every format, top 10, top 5, whatever. James Proctor is looking like an early, early, early fantasy steal. Along with Caroline Henderson, she might end up being like the waiver pickup of the year with a great performance here getting 12th so again if she's available in your league you have to snag her I'm sure she's she's probably been scooped up by now Arya Kostruita got 26 Uh, definitely missed that survivor pick which if I was actually still in it I would have gone with Holland Hanley who got fifth uh, but on the other end, the MPO survivor picks, Matty O got 41st. He had a he had a really nice last round. I think he was seven down the last round, but unfortunately, just the first two rounds put him in too big of a hole, and he wasn't able to bounce back, so uh was super disappointed uh, about that, but... My other one I was targeting was Nico, and he finished 19th, so that would have hurt even worse. Yeah, I mean, Gannon was, I just, uh, I wanted to save him for, I think, Des Moines Challenge, and I just wasn't sure. Simon was just out, and yeah, I guess he could have been a good one to target, but like some of the other ones, like Calvin, I guess, yeah, he's been on a heater. I think I was saving him for another one, but should have just gone with it. Uh, Kyle Klein plays top ten, Vino Eagle. So, you know, uh, with this being a new course, you know, I thought I definitely thought Mattio would have been a fine pick. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. So I'm out after two weeks. Definitely bummed about that. Um, but we gonna keep the picks rolling. And let's see what are some other takeaways. Thomas Gilbert finally bounced back, 25th. Isaac Robertson bounced back a bit, 25th. You had Nicholas Antelope make his appearance at 30th, Casey White popping up to 34th. So, Luke Humphrey's ended up with a DNF. So, I kind of touched on selling high on Luke Humphrey's last week for Casey White or Thomas Goldberg. I think that by low opportunity, that window has closed. Hopefully you were able to take advantage and maybe try to offload Luke Humphrey's for a better long-term value. Uh, But yeah, Casey White and Thomas Gilbert, definitely happy to see them crack top 35 after some really rough starts. Uh, Brody Smith. Brody Smith is a guy I kind of had wanted to touch on because he had been off to a really nice start, but ended up 47th here. Yeah, not bad, not great. It was was decent. Um, Barella finished 51st. You know what actually surprised me was Ezra getting 6th. His... Oh, like one of the things that scared me was looking at his OB rate last year, but his OB rate this year is crazy different. Let's look at it. So, is Ezra's OB rate so far this year is 10.4%, but at the open at Austin, he was first in OB rate. He only had three out of bounds. Yeah, he was what? 28th gained Tita Green, 37th gained putting. Dude, Ezra, it really was his OB rate that was number one point oh five six OB rate. Super impressive for Ezra, considering last year for the season, he was 197th. He was at like 0.138. So that was a, a interesting takeaway for this one was I like kind of in the preview I was targeting people who could stay in bounds so Ezra was definitely one I was like a, staying away from cuz of that OB rate but man to go from like 200th to first in this one is is super impressive so maybe that uh course preview with Brody did him some real good Learning the course because that was super impressive. I would not have targeted Ezra for this one. Um, so that was a uh, that was interesting. You had Evelina bounce back. She got a, definitely her throwing um, that first day for sure in the wind. She definitely had a had an advantage. I think this is a nice sell high opportunity for Evelina. I really do. This was a definitely a th- like keeping us safe her. her I think you like this is where you sell high on Evelina because she got seventh here after 33rd at LVC and 40th at Waco. Her, yeah, she was first in fairway hits at 75%, second parked percentage 11%, 37% C1 in regulation, which was first, 61% C2 in regulation, which was second. So really, you know, her throwing, she was ninth or fif- 9 OBs, so 15th in OB rate. But still, she was fifty per- 56% C1X, which was 47th, and 5% C2. So, honestly, I think this is a really nice sell-high opportunity for Evelina. I kind of talked about waiting to get, like, a nice performance, and I think this is the one. So um she is scheduled through you know, she's got Texas State's Music City Open Champions Cup, Jonesboro, Des Moines Challenge, Preserve, and then it looks like PCS, Sula and European Open coming up, so not a ton of events. But yeah, I think uh I think Evelina, you should definitely consider selling high right now after this one. And then dude, Cole Rodallins having a crazy year. Um what? I had Tristan Tanner on the sit list. That was a ruggerts i think just there was not as many gaps as i was anticipating so and him having that smooth forehand backhand combo i would say that was a miss getting into some of my picks the grip six pick six i ended up 4201st with a score of 43 it looks like the winning score was 13 um let's see i went katrina allen tatar and handley Katrina Allen had two, Tatar six, Handley six. That was fine. Pierce and Burr were your winners. I didn't get either one of those. Macbeth was at six, Lacaster nine, Matty o 14. So yeah, really Matty o, definitely a disappointing week. Kind of killed me on the grip. Six pick six. It looks like you're winning scores. You had like one, two, three, four, six people at 13. It was definitely, you had to have Burr, Pierce, Simon Lazac, Katrina Allen, Calvin Heinberg. would have been a good one. And then yeah, it looks like either Heimberg or Tatar were the winning ones. So Pierce, Burr, Lazat, Katrina Allen, Heinberg, and then Tatar or Macbeth were at sixth. Unless you uh, you know, unless you were bold and picked like Jessica Weiss or James Proctor would have been a real nice one. He was just three strokes back as well. Mason Ford or Ezra or even Eagle. So yeah, there was some definitely other picks out there that could have beat those, but those that was your winning score. The industry or the uh, my skip base leagues, my season long leagues, the industry league. It looks like I got third, and again, this is still pending. Um, it looks like Evan got first this week. Definitely a uh, Evans. Evans' score has definitely been tied, I think, to Evelina. So, with her having a big week, uh, he had, yeah, Gannon Bird, Joel Freeman, KJ, Ezra. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Ezra and, and Evelina. Last week, he got last place with Ezra having 72nd. Evelina going 40th. Ooh, and Chandler Fry at 80th. Oh, wow. He started Chandler Fry over James Proctor last week. Oof. Rough. Uh, but yeah, he made the switch this week. Get James Proctor at third. Ezra got sixth, and Evelina seventh. So, and he had Jessica Weiss get third. So yeah, Evan definitely popped off this week. Really t- great week for Evan. Um, yeah, he crushed it. Um, Johnny got second. Looks like GG at forty-one points kind of hurt him, but otherwise, he, Cole Cole Redollin's looking like. Really great pick, uh, Zach Arlinghouse was I think was in the '80s on this one, so that was a little bit disappointing. He's kind of fallen off a bit, but if you drafted him, you're probably riding it out. Just probably a tough, just a tough one to swallow, but still long term, you know, nice prospect. And then yeah, I think I got third. Um, Prezi got 41st. That hurt me a little. Not too bad, but it did hit me a bit. It was my worst score. Um, Isaac Robinson finally stepped it up a bit, getting 25th. Um, Alden Harris at 34th. So it looks like Alden Harris and Andrew Presnell are pretty close in value right now. Mason Ford getting 6th. So he's looking like a real steal so far. Um, 25th at LVC, 16th at Waco, and 6th at Lone Star. Loving some Mason Ford uh kale got 19th page first ellis seventh and Veladias 21st so got third in that one the content creators league mr disc is starting to run away with it let's see his squad it looks like he got oh wow yeah i when i looked yesterday it looked like he was in first but now it looks like he's in fifth he has eagle joel gg cole but then he had Jake heben an alternate with the scaling point system get a minus 185. I wonder who he had. There were some DNFs. Was it Ricky? It was Ricky. Dude. Ricky. Yeah, Ricky's killing people. He had a DNF at after a whole 15 of the last round. If he just finishes that out, because like with alternates, you take the worst score and the sco- scaling points, it can be up to negative 250. So yeah, he went from Ricky who, let's say he finishes at 64th, would have got him 10 points, but because Ricky didn't finish the last three holes, he got negative 185. So that's like 195 points swing just because Ricky didn't finish, which I mean, but if you don't have alternates you're just taking negative 250 so but i'm just saying that was a real tough one from if you have Ricky and you started him oh you have to be so frustrated and uh it sounds like he's rushed back i would not expect him to come back soon from what it sounded like which is very disappointing so Ricky uh early losses for sure Ricky's looking like a huge L like a huge L so far if you took him in the first round But it just depends on when he comes back. But yeah, I think I ended up in last place, unfortunately, um, because I had Bradley Williams have a DNF, which uh, sounds like he had some like arm stinging or something that he's going to have to see a specialist. So definitely concerned about Bradley. Hopefully it's nothing serious. But yeah, that was a little disappointing, I think. You know, if you have a DNF, it definitely hurts you. So I had a Bradley DNF. Chris Clemens has kind of been off to a slow start, so that definitely hurt. Chris Clemens, I think he's out, out ranked outside the top 50 right now. So Chris Clemens is looking like an early, and he needs to pick it up. Looks like Emerson Keith was really a tough one. Oh, shoot. It looks like courtesy violation snuck out the win on this one. Chris Dickerson, Coughline, Corey Ellis, Ezra, Marweed, Tatar, Mersh, and Fakus. Yeah, that was a solid week. Been the disquisitive. Getting second with Heiberg, Ford, ontola Cat, Trina Allen, Oliva, Caroline Henderson, dude. Crushing it. Isaac Robinson and James Conrad, yeah. Yeah, so I've gone last place in the Content Creators League first and then last place again. Um, definitely that alternate hit. It, it really, the last place the first week was because Paige Shue got me minus 250. And this week was, I didn't have any negative numbers, but I guess I was just pretty low this week. So I think it really was tied to my FPO, I think, um, might just be a little shallow in this league. I have Paige Pierce, but my other two starters are Macy vela and Alexis Mondajano. Macy Velody has got me five points and Alexa's got me 15. So it might just be I went a little too heavy on MPO in this scaling point system. Because my FPO has been kinda of killing me a little bit. So uh definitely dude, definitely learning that these scaling points I think I did a little bit backwards. I prioritized MPO a little hard on this one when I think I should have gone FPO on the scaling points and then I think I went a little hard on FPO in the average place when I should have gone a little harder on the MPO so uh, good good lessons being learned and that's what we're doing this for is just to get better um, it's like the first year doing this so we're just trying to improve but uh, I still like my squad I have Stacey Hass and Paige Shu who had to drop out at the last second this is uh this is this is part of the fantasy is staying on top of of who's available and that's another reason why I think alternates are super helpful because if you had Paige shoe in your lineup, she I think she last minute said like her kid was sick and she couldn't find someone to to watch her. so I had to switch Paige out literally like I don't know, I might have had an hour or something to spare but that's part that's one of the tough things is if you miss that then you had an alternate who was probably the lowest one and if you're in the scaling points it could definitely hurt you if your bench was rough so it really i think emphasizes if you do have alternates you really need to make sure your bench is is solid like you need to have a very well-rounded team like um like Yuli Berry got fifty six on this one, but he's been having some rough performances, and I think I'm gonna to have to drop him just because if I have a DNF, I cannot afford, you know, Yuli crushing me. And I've had DNFs. I think i There's quite a fit. We had four this week. There was Ricky, Luke, Chandler, Fry, and uh, Bradley. So you know, it happens. Um, but yeah, quick. That was a takeaway on that, on the the those leagues. The Free league. I see. I had GT Hancock and Zach Arlene House, who didn't do great. So that kind of killed me. I am in like 368th place out of, I don't know how many people are in this league, but there's like, I would say thousands or something. Probably, yeah, I think I'm in the middle. Maybe close to 1,600 something. Anyway, not doing great in that free league, but... Not too concerned. The Ooh, yeah. Bradley Williams on the open at Austin picks. I got 38th. Ooh, out of 39. Uh, I think it was the Bradley Williams. He got me negative 250 points. So and GT Hancock got me negative 220. And Zach Arlenhouse got me negative 140. Uh, I did get James Proctor at 220. I think the lesson I'm learning on these picks is really focusing on the mid value. I think I've been going like top end and then sleeper people who pop off. I think I'm going to really focus on value. Like James Proctor around 1020 has been insta value. Zach Arlenhouse has been Good value, I think, um, but he definitely hurt this one at negative 140. Uh, Parker Welk at 95. I thought that was a good one. Um, he ended up getting, yeah, 41st here. So I'm um, just trying to, I think I'm going to just try to get more balanced with these picks. Um, it looks like your winning score was, oh my gosh, Calvin Heimberg, KJ, Albert Tom, Tristan Tanner, Ezra Robinson, and someone picked Mason Marchbanks. So, I mean, maybe those sleeper picks. Can be nice, um, but I would not have picked Mason Marchbanks, so kudos to that dude for picking Mason. A uh, tough week on some of the skip ace leagues, my Heiser base leagues. I haven't talked too much about. I'm in, see, I'm in like a I'm in a league with the courtesy violation. I have a FPO and MPO. I'm in a, like a blame the putters league that we did. It was like a Twitter group. That one I have Ricky on my team. So I for sure have been getting kind of hit hard. But I'm also in like a 20 deep league on that one where I have four people. Chris Clemens, Ezra Aderhold, Jakob, and Raven Newsom. And I'm in fourth out of 20 in this league which is not bad. I had, I think I was close to like the 20th pick and one of mine got auto picked, which was unfortunate. So uh, I'm not super concerned about that league. And then another one was the, um, has a group of guys from Twitter as well as a paid league. I have a nice squad. I have Calvin KJ, Isaac Robinson, Bradley Williams, Andrew president, Luke Sampson. Fortunately, Bradley Williams this week hurt me, but um, I also have Evan Smith on there who hasn't played yet and Yaka, but yeah, that's a pretty nice squad in Raven Newsom. um, I'm definitely concerned about Bradley what's going on with him. I'm hoping he's okay and then, oh, on your card, I'm creeping up uh I'm moving up the points a little bit, basically, I am pretty much like in my pro leagues, like I said, I'm sticking with the pros. Um, like, I'm in leagues with Jake Hubenheimer, Erica Stinchcomb, and Sarah Hocum. I keep them. And then my other ones I have are Nico, Matteo, and Kristen Tatar, or Sai I have Sai in a few leagues, too. So, I've pretty, I'm pretty much, I think, just holding on to all of my people for this Texas States. I have Sai, Nico, Kristen, Matteo. Yeah, I just feel like holding... For Texas states, I feel like, you know, Matteo didn't crush it last week, so that definitely hurt, but I think they can do fine. I'm in a free league where I'm seven out of 24. I think Stint, um, the Hoka Maniacs, there's 18 teams and I'm 11th, but I had that rough first week. So, and on that one, I got Nico, Matteo, and Cy, and Sarah. So I'm just holding this week, I think. I'm holding on to Cy. So I had a nice week she her value went up one sixty so she's up to about fourteen sixty five and I started off um with her at a thousand so I think her and Hannah Wynn were on the same card a couple of spokane Washington ladies. I saw that so uh Hannah wins another name I'm still keeping an eye on throughout the year. She is I think a French player right now. But yeah, for on your card, I'm kind of like in the middle of the pack because of a rough first week, but I'm holding on to basically Nico, Mattio, what Nico, I think is still at a decent value. He's less than 3000 and he's placed I think top 20 every week so far. So, I think Nico's looking like a nice value still. Sai is still a good value. Arlene House is at 1400. So, uh, Emerson Keith's been on a kind of a rough stretch. Let's see what's Freddie Mesa at. He could be a nice one to target for the uh, Texas States. He's at twelve hundred. Uh, Freddie Mesa could be a interesting one to target for Texas States. He's at like twelve hundred. I might have to look into that. So, yeah, I, I I think I'm gonna hold most of my players, but I might snag a Freddie Mesa. The thing is, is I just thought that the uh my strategy the first week was if like a thousand dollar person put up like a first place week maybe their value would double to like 2000 but it looks like the values increase at like a like the values that they increase isn't set to what their current value is i guess is kind of what i was thinking it's just i'm guessing that there's like a your value increases this much based on where you rank and it ha- it doesn't really depend on what the current value is i, ca- I guess i If that makes sense is just kind of what I was banking on is if someone's a thousand and they get first, maybe they go up like, you know, double their value. So I think you are just instead of focusing on the dollar amounts too much, I think you are actually really just taking it week by week, focusing on the points and, you know, holding players that you think uh, are going to do week in and week out and maybe sell the ones that are more streamer. Uh, I guess is what I would say. Like Freddie Meza would be more of a streamer. Maybe after this week, Nico. You can sell off after this Texas swing, perhaps. But I think that's just kind of where my strategy is with... On your card right now is I'm not focusing on the dollar so much increasing. I'm really focusing week by week. Um, How can I get the most amounts of points possible? So I should have done that to start with. But... Dug myself a hole, and now I'm trying to climb back out. Um, all right. Let's get into some buy low, sell highs. I think I talked about Evelina's. So this is a good time. But let's get into uh, the chill kill picks. Uh, GT Hancock was in the 90s. That was a bad one. Parker Welk was 41st, so that wasn't bad. Arya Kostruwita was like in the 20s, so that wasn't too bad. Um, Ali Smith was... 26th so she's Allie smith's 25th at lvc 25th at waco and then 26th here so uh kind of borderline depending on what your league's looking like but she also hasn't had any big blowups so i think she could be a nice back end of your roster player maybe some more experience pop up. she can start putting on um Putting a nice stretch together. But yeah, Hannah Wynn was also at 26. So I think I really like Ali Smith and Hannah Wynn right now as your kind of like back end players, along with like Cynthia Ricciotti and Erica Stinchcomb. Your fantasy spit outs for this week. So you could go with the DNF crew of like Ricky and Bradley Williams. Those were for sure some killers. But I'm going to go with uh, Emerson Keith and Jake Hebenheimer. I had targeted Jake Hebenheimer as a nice pick for this one, but he ended up 92nd along with Emerson Keith, who is a Texas guy. And, you know, I thought he might play well here. It is a newer course, but, you know, playing for Lone Star, playing in Texas, I think uh, Emerson is a guy who's really... Uh, he he was your fantasy spit out this week. Him and Jake Heimann along with the DNFs of Ricky and Bradley Williams, and then on the FPO side, I'm gonna go with uh, unfortunately your two hot geese. You had Madison Walker finish 34th and Erica Stinchcomb finished 35th. Which if they are starting like looking at the point system, if you're in the 34th or 35th, 34th is negative. 210 points and 35th is negative 220 so once you get to 38th is when you get that negative 250 so if you had them in the scaling point system uh definitely disappointing weeks from madison walker and erica Stinchcomb. um i'm putting them together because they were back-to-back 34 35 and was really hoping for like some top 25 performances from them and then your fantasy throw-ins for this week I got Austin Turner, who had your fifth-place finish. Um, He's probably a guy, depending on how deep your league is, is um, probably on waivers. So, you know, after 50th at Las Vegas and 105th at Waco, he comes in with a top-five finish. I think you have to consider him. That was a... uh, I didn't see it coming, so for sure I thought that was... uh, uh, a fantasy throw-in, um, Vino, top six. He was a guy we targeted, and I uh, definitely happy with that pick. And then your fantasy throw-in from the FPO side. I'm gonna go with Caroline Henderson. Um, the other ones that finished in the top ten, like I would not consider surprising at all. Not like really a throw-in. So maybe Cyananda, top ten, you could consider, but Caroline Henderson still. Her rating is still 921, which is quite a bit lower than the people you see in the top 20. So, do Caroline Henderson a nice bounce back from Waco, continuing just steady improvement. So, I'm going to give Caroline Henderson the nod with her 12th place finish as your fantasy throw-in for this week. I will not be doing a preview or review for Texas State's. Um, I'm taking a little... Uh, step back um, to, got my first tournament coming up this weekend I'm excited about, so I'm definitely trying to get like a practice round in, but you know, I just got some uh, personal and career things that I need to give my full attention to right now, so I will be stepping back from uh, the show for a bit, at least Texas States, and then there's a week between Texas States and Music City Open. So Perhaps I will be back for April 7th, the Music City Open, but no guarantees. I just um, have some things on in life right now I need to give my full attention to. So. Um, but in terms of Texas States, you know, I think if you're looking at a survivor pick, Greg Barsby could be a, a sneaky one. You know, he I, he des- helped design the Texas States course. I know there was some commotion about that last year, um, but, and he ended up tied third, so... He could be a, a nice pick because uh, I or I think I was like targeting Emerson, but he's been on a real rough stretch. Uh, so I think if you're looking at Survivor Leagues, which I'm out, a bummer. I think I would be looking at either Greg Barsby or probably Nico if if I wanted to use one. And then maybe maybe these Survivor picks I am just trying to get too tricky with it, you know, because I haven't used Calvin or Paul or anything like that. So if you want to use one of your big guys, go for it. But I just I had it planned out. For I wanted to target Paul for worlds. I think Calvin was DeGallo, so I, I still like the strategy of playing it out. You know, I I am fine nine on the hill of Matteo. but I think next week if you're looking at Survivor picks, I, I I'm looking at probably Greg Barsby or or uh, Nico, and then on the FPO side, if you didn't use like I don't know Holland Handley, could be. I mean, she was the one I should have used for this one. But, like, if you haven't used Lisa Fakus yet, um, that could be another good one to use. Let's see. Last year, you had Paige Winnett, Kristen, Kat, Valerie, Missy, Own, Henna. Henna Blomers could be a nice one. Maria Oliva. Yeah, Maria Oliva's from Texas, and she's got off to a pretty nice start this year. Um, 12th at LVC, 21st at Waco. And then she was 14th here. So uh, you could definitely consider Maria um, as well for, for Texas States. Or if you want to go with one of your big ga- big names, there's no FPO Survivor League. So uh, I would probably go like Maria Oliva if I had to do an FPO Survivor pick. Uh, but yeah, so uh, hopefully be back maybe for the uh, Music City Open. So best of luck. T- I'll definitely be keeping up with you know, my squads making picks. So, yeah, I hope you guys have a a great couple weeks. Uh, Enjoy, you know, get out, get some disc golfing, you know, hopefully make some moves on your fantasy squad to set yourself up for long-term success. Maybe in that couple weeks, start looking at some, making some trades, um, setting yourself up for long-term success. But I think that will do it for this episode of Chill Disc Days, a sports ethos presentation. Again, I am your host, Matthew Williams. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Chilliams and Instagram at Chillthisdays. Thank you so much for listening. May all your bogeys become birdies.